Hey everybody and welcome to the Logos Uncovered. I am Doug Brown, joined as always by my tag team partner, the one and the only, Andrew Whitman. What is up, my man? How's it going, brother? Going great, brother. Good to be here and uh, hanging out with you for the next hour or so. We're going to try to keep under an hour. Yeah, but, yeah. You know. I'm, I'm going to try and not try. I am. I'm going to be I'm disciplined. I was very upset last week because it was undisciplined of me. Hey, it was good content though and it, I think it more more than made up for it. So hope everybody out there is doing great and join, thanks again for joining us on this uh, little adventure. We're, last week we met Abraham. Didn't get much into it. We really kind of give you the background of what his story was, where, how he got started, how God introduced himself to him. The whole going down to Egypt thing, and really, we get into what, what is this relationship going to look like? What's God's intentions for it? And we reveal that in the blessing of man. He he wasn't just, hey, I'm going to be your God. It was, dude, I'm going to set you up to be the father of many nations. You're going to be a blessing to other people. I'm going to bless those that bless you. Those who don't bless you, they're going to get. You know, I'll take care of them for you. As like, we say in our house, Heine whippings. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, like it is. You could not be in a better position if you're Abram at this point. Right. He's I'm going to make you remember all the blessings. I'm going to make you rich coming yeah. in the city, rich going out. And we saw that he came up out of Egypt. He was very rich in silver and in gold and in cattle. Yeah. So much that he and Lot had to separate. Right. Lot went towards Sodom and Gomorrah. So, well, so we it, saw that God's like, he's dating. I will say it like this. Yeah. Because he, he wants the covenant. is like a marriage relationship. He's looking for a covenant guy. Remember, it wasn't Job. Right. Um, So, but he's dating Abraham the whole time he makes these massive promises to him, but he does make good on all those promises. He makes him super rich. You know, they got flocks and herds. The one thing that hasn't happened was I'm going to make you, you know, a father and have kids and that hasn't showed up yet. Yeah. And we got a kind of a fast forward look at how this applies to us as as Christians is that the blessings of Abraham through Jesus come upon us. Right. We don't get all the bad stuff. We don't have the curse. In fact, with the curse is reversed. Remember we saw that last week that, you know, yeah. Christ has redeemed us or reversed the curse and that all the blessings of yeah. Abraham would come on the Gentiles. So we get it's a double shot. You get rid of the bad plus you get the good. Right. I mean, so it's like. So this story is for that purpose alone, very, very relevant. Um, yeah. And I, I got to tell you, man, and this guy, you know, Abraham, he didn't, he, the, the Bible wasn't written. He then. had nothing to go all on. All we went on was that whole thing with like Job was the last story, yeah. you know, 500 years ago right. was the last thing we heard, you know, the Bible. Job. But with and that's why he says he's the father of our faith. And I let's talk real practical because you're gonna hear all this stuff about faith, faith, faith. Everything is about faith. That kind of gets watered down. Like, oh, I'm a man of faith or a woman of faith, or oh, it's all my faith. This isn't a religious philosophy, right? The word faith also means belief, but it means fidelity. It means loyalty. It means trustworthiness. It's a track record. Right. My, my wife, I have faith in my wife. We have fidelity after 30 years. You know, we have a track record. We have loyalty to each other. Like, even if, you know, God forbid we get into a disagreement on something like who hung the toilet paper the wrong way or whatever. <laughs> Listen, after 30 years of sticking with each other, that, that gives, you know, there's loyalty there. Right. That's faith. So we just banny about this word faith like it's like nothing. It literally means loyalty. Fidelity, you know, when I was um in the Marine Corps, part of the code of conduct, if you're know, a prisoner of war, was to keep faith with your, you know, your fellow soldiers, your fellow Marines, your fellow, you know, your fellow countrymen. You would keep faith. That means you wouldn't break, and they wouldn't break, no matter what the other guy said. 
because they, if they interrogate you, they try to act like they right. gave you up. No, you got to keep faith. Right. Get right. Keep fidelity. See, it goes a whole lot more than yeah. Right. We've we've kind of twisted it. We as our American culture right. have twisted it into believing in something. Like I have faith in something, or I've got. But you're right. It it is like a philosophical mental exercise. But it, it, the idea of like Abraham being in faith and living in faith, it, it, it wasn't just he just believed what he was told. He he lived it out. He walked right. it and out. And going back to our first season, Proved faith without works corresponding, corresponding action. action. Right, and that's yeah. where. And you, I want I preface all that because as we go through this story, you're going to see that Abraham really he didn't have any faith even though his intention was to believe God. And most of us have that intention. We want to believe God. We believe what he tells us, but then we go try to do what, it, you know, but right. we don't wait on him. And as we're going to see in this story, right? So it, we could just read it, but yeah, yeah. God, let's just start in Genesis 15, right? So he goes to Egypt. He comes back with Lot. They're super rich. Remember, he pipped out his wife, then Pharaoh got sick. And then they come back up and... um. Lot and Abraham are so rich, they separate. Lot goes towards Sodom and Gomorrah. Remember, we finished that off. He goes on right. the Jordan side, and, and Abraham gets the Israel side. And so then all this stuff happens, um, and it's it's a little while. You know, it's like seven years, maybe, since right. God first said, get out of your land. Right? So, and after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And if you did the Covenant for Rookies series or got the book, you see this is the first two steps. God saying, I'm going to cut covenant with you. I'm going to get your shield and your exceeding great reward is a crocodile skin coat. Right? So the first thing in the covenant is I change coats and then I exchange weapons. Right. So this is it. I'm, you know, right. and so Abraham knows what's happening. Because if you don't know that backstory, you have no idea why does Abraham say this and, next thing. And that's that's significant because that's a show of I will fight your battles. Right. You fight my battles, I'll fight right. your I'm battles. Right. I'm going to not just that, but I'm also going to protect yeah. you. My coat, my Somebody shield. Somebody comes against you, I protect you. Yeah. So it really says I'm your shield. That's your scaly king crocodile skin coat. It says in the Hebrew, an exceeding great reward is actually says I'm an archer that will shoot my arrows for you. I'm giving oh, you wow. my arrows. That's really what it says in the Hebrew. Okay. I don't want it's all yeah. in the covenant. I didn't want it to reteach the covenant. But anyway, so that's what God says. He's like, here, I'm giving you my coat, which is a, it was a full length crocodile skin trench coat. Remember I yeah. told you about when I met Shaq and he had that big leather, <laughs> but this is crocodile skin, pretty tough. And then he said, I'm your, I'm, I'm, I'm your archer. That's going to give you my arrows. So I'm going to protect you and I'm going to fight your battles for you. This is the first two things in blood covenant. Remember Nimrod's the one that started. Right. And then Abram says, cause if you don't know that, that doesn't make sense. Abram says to the Lord God, what are you going to give me? Seeing I go childless. And the steward or the servant in my house uh, is this Eleazar of Damascus. Behold, to me you have given no seed. Lo, one born in my house is my heir. So like this servant, the one that I hired is going to be my heir. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember God said, I'll make you rich and I'll make you a father of right. many nations. He makes him rich. And so, and now I'm going to cut covenant with you. And Abram's like, Psh. he's wondering where's the other part of the promise, right? Yeah, what, dude? Who, yeah. Psh, dude, right? What? <laughs> bro, bro, do you even lift? <laughs> Bra, I'm sorry. Bra, do you even lift? I said, bro. Like, that's my, your bra's the new one. But as soon as you see what's going on, God said, all right, let's cut covenant, man. I, I, I dated you. I like you. I like what I see. You're a good guy. I know you're going to teach your kids. You know, he's like, so here you go. And he says, what are you going to give me, man? I, where's this kid you were talking about? Like, I got the riches. Who Anybody can get riches. Like, I don't, I, I, when I was worshiping the moon god, I could get rich. Right. Because Pharaoh's rich. He worships the sun god, you know? So, but now giving me the kid, 
that's, you know, outside of what all these other pagan, you know, the false idols and all, all those other gods, they could never pull that off. So um, God says the word of the Lord came in, in verse four and said, no, that's not going to be your heir. One shall come forth out of your own bowels. That'll be your heir. Mm-hmm. And he brought him forth and he said, look now towards heaven and tell me, look at the stars and tell me the number of them if you're able. He's just got a little what he did with Job. Remember? Right. He's like, hey, look at my handiwork. Hey, how many are up there? That's how many kids you're going to have. So shall thy seed be. And now look at verse six. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it unto him for righteousness, which is the word equity. And that's the beginning of the covenant. Okay. This, this is always, always, always how you get equity with God. It's always how you get redemption. You get salvation, forgiveness for your sins. You get born again, how you get healing, how you get material possessions, how you get, you know, uh, mental and emotional health, how you have good relationships, how you have safety when you believe God. Now, remember I said what faith is. Yeah. It's not just, oh, yeah, I believe you. I I believe God. I have, uh, you know, faith in him, but I trust him. I have loyalty, fidelity, right? And again, God credited it to his account, counted it to him. It's an accounting term for equity. God gives him all of Abraham's. This is what the covenant is. It's reciprocal. Uh, it's just like a marriage is the closest thing we have to it. I give you everything that I have, and you give me everything that you have, and that's the covenant. Right, right. What's interesting, too, is not to get too far ahead, but I think because we can't see like what Abraham did next necessarily in this, but he definitely stops complaining about not having a kid. Oh no, we can see what he, what like, he does next is that but, 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 they you know what I mean, as far as right. like being in faith, like well, being in faith he, is that he goes and he does the ritual, right? Yeah. They, they take these animals and they split them down the center and they do this figure eight. So that walk. comes right after this, right? Yeah, and they right, so they do like they do these steps of the covenant, okay. right? And they and um, you could read it the rest of chapter yeah. fifteen, or you can get the book or the series. It's out there, man. I don't want to go spend a lot of time. Yeah, on no, this we because won't. we get to, you know, get in the weeds, but. Because it's very legal because the Bible is a what kind of document, and that's what that's the legal of the covenant, right? So um, anyway, so we know he, he believes God because then he continues on doing the steps of the covenant, right. the blood covenant. So they get these first three steps in, and this is a big one, splitting the animals, and then they walk this figure, the blood is all on the ground. They walk this figure eight walk, which is a symbol of affinity on its side, right? and I'm in you, you're in me, there's no beginning, no end, all that kind of stuff, right? So that's how we know he believed he had corresponding action. Gotcha. And um, so, and then also, just as a side note, because Abraham, he kind of fell into um, like a a trance, he was like into a vision of darkness, and um, that darkness was Satan showed up because <laughs> Satan knows what's going on. He's like, "What's going on?" So, and then the birds are coming, and he shoes them off, and he kind of falls into this trance, and then he sees, as we we could see in that call, put it all out in the covenant for ser- rookie for series, but it's God the Father and Christ pre-incarnate Jesus. They actually walk the covenant mm. walk themselves christ pre-incarnate christ walks it because he knows abraham will mess up which we see here in like five seconds right (laughs) so jesus did the covenant walk for abraham pre-incarnate jesus so that jesus could get here as incarnate jesus the seed and i know that's very technical that's why i don't want to get yeah all right so they do the covenant walk abraham wakes up and then in verse um chapter one our verse 16 in chapter did I say it wrong? It's chapter 16 and verse one. Yeah. He comes home to Sarah and he's like, hey, baby, I just cut covenant with God, you know? And she says, uh, since I bear you no children and I have this handmaid, the Egyptian, this slave Hagar, Sarah says to Abraham, behold, now the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. 
I pray you, oh, please, I'm begging you to go into my maid, have sex with her, knock boots with her, that I could obtain children by her. And Abraham said, no, baby, let's do it God's way. Is that what he said? I don't see it here. No, he said he hearkened under the voice of Sarah. Like He said, hey, baby, I think her light's still on. You right. know Right. You know, the, the maid's pretty smoking hot. I think I'll go over there and, you know, so that's what I saw. And then they get Ishmael. So now here's the thing. He believed God. He does the covenant. And then he, immediately he leaves these three steps. He has his vision and everything's great. He believes God. And he, again, remember we talked about this with the wife. The wife says, the Lord's restrained me from bearing. Is that true? No, there's no. Says that. In fact, it's the opposite, right? She's, she's like, I can't have kids. And this God stuff is just nonsense. You right. need to go over there. Listen, here's how we do it. Because this was the custom. I know this sounds like it's crazy today, but the custom was back then that if a wife couldn't bear children because it was like to her shame, she could have a substitute, a surrogate uh, mother, right? And that right. would be, and they didn't have artificial insemination, all that stuff in, the, in vitro. So but this was, was like, their version. That was of, like his quote unquote wife for the night. Yeah, it's right. in vitro. It's not like an yeah. ongoing relationship, right? So yeah. it's like, it, you know, it, they couldn't do artificial insemination. So Abram had to do it the old fashioned way, the Strom Thurmond way. And uh, <laughs> right. So then they have this kid, Ishmael who is not the promise. But see, what happened is they tried to short circuit. This is what I said. They believe God they only up to, and then we didn't. Yeah. Then he, he gets home, he talks to his wife. This is what happens. I'm telling you, this is what happens. It's not just wives. It's anybody you surround yourself with. That they don't. You have an experience with God. You know you heard from him. You got rhema. And then you get around somebody, and it could be somebody close, your mom, your dad, your sisters, your brothers. It could be your wife or your husband. And they're like, man, that ain't, that's, that's nonsense. You know, that's yeah. your, you're talking crazy. That doesn't crazy. make any sense. Right. What are you doing? Right. So, and then, then they get you and then it's half God said, it's just like the serpent. I'm not saying that they're demon possessed, right? but it's the same. You don't have faith. You don't have trust. You don't have loyalty to the word of God, what he told you. And they're like, did he really tell you that? I mean, are you sure that, I mean, that just sounds crazy, right? So, right. and then go back to my thing on my prayer board, our number one job, we only have one job. What's our one job? Obedience. Yeah, but what is it? To be obeyed is never shifting trust. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's your one job. Because you will obey if you never shift trust. You just believe what God said. You're going to do what he said because I actually believe it. Mm -hmm. I'm like Forrest Gump, right? So Forrest Gump, but if you want to, that's your one job, to Forrest Gump everything that God says. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Because what I like he did. That, I like that never shifting trust. Is, but like Obedience just has this kind of old school kind of yeah like, it is know, right like getting like caned or whatever right yeah never shifting trust is uh, uh that is good yeah because i because yeah, i can better. be obedient and not trust you right right that's true there's you're a fall line you're fearing right, you're punishment. Do, right that's what i yeah. mean that's what you do i like i obeyed my drill instructor because i didn't want to like get beat <laughs> right, like or, literally or run 10 miles right all that yeah so <laughs> now i don't want to shift so never shifting yeah. trust is our one job because you will be willing and obedient you will do what he said because i'm i i'm a i'm a kool-aid drinker doug I believe everything that's in this, that the word right. says, I believe it. When God gives me rhema, I just Forrest Gump this stuff. I'm a Kool-Aid drinker and I admit it, but I vetted every belief. I didn't just drink the Kool-Aid without checking what the ingredients right. were. Right. Right. <laughs> We've had that discussion too. Yes, so we anyway, have. he knocks boots with Hagar and then they get Ishmael and he's loving Ishmael. And then Ishmael, like a couple more years, he's about 13 years old. And then uh, another, you know, few years goes by and now Abraham... That was when he was 85 but this, or 86. Like he's, he, the kid shows up, and he's like, for the first time, he's being a father. He's got what he thinks is an heir. Life oh, is great. He loves He's got it. tons of cash. He's got tons of livestock. He's, yeah, you know, they're, and they're empire. doing, they're going to Disney, and they're Little League and coach, his and he's mind, sponsoring the team. And, but in yeah. his mind, maybe this is- This is it. This is how 
this was going to start. This right. is what this is fulfilling God's promise. I'm helping you out, God. Right. And so this is the part where he didn't do he did God's job. Right. Your right. job is never shifting trust. It's God's job to fulfill the promise. Right. So I don't have to figure out how he fulfills the promise or what I if I never shift my trust. I just Forrest Gump, what he said, you'll never get in trouble. It'll look like it. Because what if he would have said, hey, Sarah, you know what? Let me go check with God on this plan. Well, I don't even have to check. He I just got up with a, it was like a <laughs> long eight-hour day thing. He said, we're going to have a kid. Right. Again, here we go. Again, with the wife not yeah. going on with the, stand up and be a man, you know, Abram. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, that's not what, th- listen, God said this. That's how it's happening, baby. That's the end of it, right? No. All right. I'll go, I'll go knock boots with Hagar. Yeah. So now he's 86 years old. So like, like, you know, it could be 13, 14 years since he first, Abram, remember he was 75. And then another, how many ever years goes by and they did that first. So, but Ishmael's like 13 years old now. Right. By that time, right. When he, he, when, when Ishmael's born, he's 86. Okay. So then 13 years goes by and now Abram's 99. So he has like that whole time of 13 years with Ishmael. And he's like, this is awesome. This is great. Every age is the best age, right? And then in verse uh, 1 of chapter 17, Abram's 99 years old, and the Lord appeared to Abram, and he said, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. (laughs) (laughs) What? Straighten up, dude. Yeah, the last time, every other time I met God, he's like, I'll make you rich. I'll give you kids. I'm I'm giving you my coat. Here's my weapons. You better straighten up and fly right, Zippy. Yeah, right. Who's this guy? (laughs) Where's the old guy back? I want him. Whoa, back. yeah, I want the other guy. <laughs> well, then you should have. Would you believe? Say with, don't listen to Sarah. Listen to God. Never shifting trust. See what happened is he believed God, but then he shifted his. He trusted him. He believed him. He did. Mm-hmm. They did the covenant walk. He got around his wife. And again, it's not the wife. It could be the husband saying, right. if you're a wife getting raised, it could be the husband. It could be your kid. Anybody other than the source. Anybody other than God. It could be family. <laughs> it's usually somebody close because of somebody yeah. that you quote, quote, you trust and have faith in. Right. The reason he listened to Sarah is because he had faith with her. Sure. Right. He had fidelity with her. He had loyalty to her. This is very important. You got to pick your loyalty. I'm telling you right now, covenant first for me. Hmm. Everything else way last. Kids, wife, my own, uh, whatever my own desires, covenant first. Mm -hmm. And then everything else falls in place. If you do that, you do covenant first. Like God, loyalty to God first. He always works everything out as long as you don't tinker around under Mm -hmm. the hood and try to like, oh, fix this for God. Listen, God doesn't know. I know he made that promise, but he needs some help. (laughs) God doesn't need your help. God, Abraham didn't need to go, you know, shag Sarah or shag Hagar to get help. He should have been shagging Sarah. Right. If you're going to have a baby with, you know, Sarah, that's the promise. Maybe you should be in there knocking boots with her and not other women. Yeah. I'm just saying, just I don't know. Thought. I mean, you know, plant some seed, dude. You'll reap a harvest, <laughs> you know. So that's what. So then they come back. And now now here's where like people we're going to get to Isaac in a minute when the promise does get here. Um, and they say, well, that's God's, you know, his, his, his test of faith. No, here's his test of faith. And I'll tell you, this is this would test my faith, too. So um, he said, my covenant's going to be with you, and um, you'll be the father of many nations, and neither shall your name be called Abram anymore. You'll be called Abraham. That's not also a covenant step, changing names. Um, okay. Right, so I'm the father of many nations. I've made you. So he's kind of tricking Abraham to change him what his self-talk is. Because right. Abram means Mac Daddy. And, yeah. man, he is Mac Daddy. You know, that's really what it means. It means high father. 
Yeah. Like, look at me, man. I'm pimping out two smoking hot chicks. I got my boy. I got my pimped out rides. I got, you know. Yeah. And now he's like, now you have to, whenever you meet somebody, you have to say, I am father of many nations. And you're standing there and there's one, you know, kid from the slave. <laughs> right, right. Hi, I'm father of many nations. How are you? And you turn around and there's nobody else there. You're like, what? Dude's cook. All right, so yeah. God's kind of tricking him to changing his self-talk. And I'll make you exceedingly fruitful, and I'll make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, and I'll establish my covenant between me and thee, and your seed, and after thy generation, there'll be an everlasting covenant to be God unto thee, and your seed after thee, and I will give thee, and our, their seed after thee, the land which were a stranger in this Canaan, and everlasting possession, and I'll be their God, and it goes on, so now you get Israel, and all this other stuff, and um, so then um, God says to Abraham in verse 9, you're going to keep my covenant. And your seed after you in their generations. Now, remember, Noah had righteousness with God in his generation. Right. This is going to be righteousness or equity throughout all of their generations. See the difference? Mm, yeah. Yeah. So uh, now, this is my covenant that you'll keep between us and your seed after thee and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised and you shall be circumcised <laughs> the foreskin wait, of wait, your flesh. What? <laughs> and it'll be the sign or the scar of the covenant between us. Now, look, in blood covenant, you used to just scar your hands, yeah, right? Yeah, we you just do that? Cut like your much hands, easier. right? And then you would shake hands, and that would be the blood covenant. Right. And then you would take a hot ash, right, and carterize the scar. So whenever you said hi to somebody, they could see the scars on your yeah. hands. They could, that dude's in covenant with somebody. Yeah. So God's kind of funny. He's like, no, like, let's do circumcision. And so now Abram's 99 years old. And he's telling him, you got to, not only all your kids, because Abraham's like, yeah, all my kids, fine, whatever. But you, no, you got to circumcise the <laughs> foreskin of your flesh, you know. Uh, and everybody that's eight days old will be circumcised. So that's the thing. You know, when you're eight days old, so you don't even remember it, right? You're healthy enough that when you come out of the womb, every male child. But when you're 99, not that so memory's going to hang around a right. little while. And so, right, just keep watching this, right? And everybody that's born in your house, and if they're bought with money or any stranger, which is not your seed. So anybody that wants to get in on this covenant deal, you got to circumcise yourself. Right. Or you got to do it. And uh, so, and he that is born in your house uh, or bought with money or a stranger, right, they need to be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man child, his flesh and foreskin is not circumcised. Their soul shall be cut off from this people. And mm -hmm. they've broken my covenant. So that's the sign. Right. So there's this, a scar in our hand. We're going to, you know, uh, for circumcise ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Talk about some sweat equity. I mean, that'd be. I would be sweating over and that. And so, and then God, then God long. addresses the, the the real root cause of the problem. He says, "And as yeah. for Sarah, your wife, as for Sarai, your wife, you won't call her name Sarai anymore, but you're going to call it Sarah. For I have blessed her, and I'll give her son also of her, and I will bless her, and he will be, she will be the mother of nations, and kings will come out of her." So he's like, oh, "Let me take care of this problem right, right now." Yeah. Um, we're changing her name, and then she's going to be the mother. And then Abraham fell on his face and laughed. <laughs> he said Dude. in his heart, he said, this is, does this sound like he's in faith? No. Does he believe in anything God's saying right now? Yeah, not, not so much. No, and he got to the circumcision. He's like, oh, okay, that's funny. But then he said to Sarah, and now he just fell out. He fell on the ground <laughs> laughing out loud. And he said, shall a child be born unto him that's 100 years old? And Sarah, who's 90 years old, is she going to bear a child? And then he said, look, God, just the Ishmael might live before you. Ishmael's the man. He's awesome. Let's not all this nonsense of like snipping foreskins and all, you know, I got to get the old lady and she's 90. And God said, no, Sarah, 
Verse 19, your wife will bear you the son indeed, and you'll call his name Isaac, and I'll establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant with his seed after him. Now, as for Ishmael, I heard you. Now, we've talked about this before. God's negotiating, or Abraham's negotiating. I heard you. I'll bless him. I'll make him fruitful and multiply exceedingly 12 princes, 12 nations that he will beget, and I'll make him a great nation. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah, in case you didn't know, it's not Hagar. He's still paying attention. Right, or anybody else. No one else but Sarah. He's got, I feel like we're on Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, when you're like, they're doing their accord, and then right. like you said, I have to get off the ship. He's like, yeah, but you didn't say where I had to let you off the ship. He's like, he's had to tell you know what I mean. He's like, well, you we're being you very pre- clear here, right? No room for interpretation. No, right. no, Sarah shall bear unto thee this time, set time next year. And he left off talking with him, and God went up from Abraham, and Abraham took Ishmael and his son, and all that were born in his house, and all that were bought with money, and every male among the house of Abraham's house. And he circumcised the skin of their flesh the self-same day as now he's in faith. And Abraham was 99 years old when he circumcised the flesh of his own foreskin. Ninety. This guy, now you believe God. There's no way he's not in faith. That's right. the test of faith that, right there. Absolutely. You're, you're, not, you're not going to the outpatient center where the urologist no, is going to come in. you got in a flint knife behind the woodshed. That's it. And maybe not even a woodshed. Maybe like yeah, a, like in a pile tent. of wood, a tent, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, flint knife, no anesthesia. Probably like some canvas to drop. Whatever. I don't want to get into it. No, not not the the modern medicine. No, that a, we would be it's looking. A, it's for. a flint knife on the back yeah. in the backyard. Right. So this is the test of faith. This is really, and this is how we know we believe God because He actually did that. He cut Himself. Right. So, and then the next couple chapters is Sodom and Gomorrah, right. and and, yeah. and Sarah, and then Isaac is born. Right. And some stuff happens, but now Isaac's born. Uh, this time next year. So when you add it all up, literally Abraham gets in faith. He cuts himself with the flint knife. Figure six weeks. For healing up. Yeah, and, with yeah. Uh, frozen peas and all that, you know. You know, <laughs> frozen right? Frozen peas. peas. You know, kind of six weeks uh, to heal up. And, you know, then he goes to the honeymoon tent with Sarah. You know, they knock boots. Figure on every time that Kimmy was pregnant with one of ours, we knew in six weeks. Yeah. Like we could track it yeah. back. It's been like six weeks every time. Yeah. So I'm going to go with, I'm just guessing. Just go weeks. with that. Six weeks to recover with the frozen peas, knocked out of the honeymoon tent, knocked boots. Six weeks later, we find out we're pregnant. That's three months. And God said this time next year, and then so nine months of bun in the oven and boom, yeah, you have your whole year right there. As yeah. soon as Abram gets in faith and cuts himself, like six weeks later, uh, they c- consummate the, you know, do the act. And then right. six weeks later, you know, the bun is in the other. Uh, the, the faith worked in three months. Three months he already had the promised bun in the up. Yeah. Now, it wasn't in their hand, baby boy, until nine more months. And this is how it works with God. It's ne- It rarely is just instant, like it's rub the bottle like a, and genie. Not like a stork delivering the baby out of thin air. No, or it's not like, like rub like, the bottle and genie, you know, I get my wish and doing. And then yeah. it, it's not like that. Right. And the it, because God has to move pieces around the board, things have to happen in a natural order. Right, He cannot violate law and order. Right, which is His word. When He set, remember He set the sun and the moon and the stars and gravity on all right. the He right He there there is higher laws that we don't know about. And here's an example I would do in my corporate: the law of gravity. You cannot fly if you drop something off a roof. Right, then, then the Bright Brothers they're like, but we want to fly. So they had to find a higher law than gravity, which is the law of lift and thrust. Mm-hmm. Till they discovered that law, 
no man or we couldn't get the airplanes off the ground. Mm-hmm. Are you following that? Absolutely. So like when Jesus walks on water, there's a higher law. He's not violating the laws of physics. There's a higher law we haven't discovered yet. Mm-hmm. Probably same with all these other miracles. All that, the miracles yeah. are stuck. They're law because God can't violate his law. Right. He can't. Otherwise he yeah, wouldn't it's be not God. Just in magic it. tricks. Right. And that's what I want you to understand with yeah. faith. When you got, so you got to get your head around this. Mm-hmm. So when you're actually bl- trusting God and believing God, even though you don't know what that higher law is, like, like, listen, I guarantee you, most people are on an the airplane. They never even heard of the law of lift and thrust. They just get on the plane and fly. <laughs> right. Am I lying? No. They all know what gravity is, but they probably don't know. <clears throat> Yeah. What the law, you probably don't know what the law, I don't know what the law was that Jesus walked on water, but it's there. It's, it's, it's there. Yeah. Right. Are you following this? I'm so I'm just going to trust that God knows what his laws are. Mm-hmm. Because remember when we went through all the beginning, this is where my confidence comes from. Right. The, the pesky 11 all, billion year gap. He did gap. all that stuff. He could handle this. Yeah. The pesky 11 <laughs> billion year gap and all that. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. That's why I can believe that God did whatever he said that he did mm-hmm. and that he's going to say whatever he's going to do when he says he's going to do something for me. And if he wrote it in here, I don't have to ask him, what's your will? Right. Yeah, it's right. Because right it's an Old Testament and a New yeah. Testament. What's our last will in? Testament. This is God's will and testament. Right. It's just, and who was the one? And after someone dies, the will is done. You can't change the will after they're died, right? I right. mean, if. If Aunt Sissy died and she left her will, and I didn't like what the will said, there's too no, bad, so sad. There's no amending it. Right. Jesus died, and here's his will. Right. I find, like, riches, honor, and life in here. I find that, you know, uh, he wants us to be in health and prosper, even right. as our soul prospers. All Every promise is yes and amen. It's all in here. Yeah. You can't change it no matter how many mental and religious gymnastics you want to do or scientific gymnastics. or I don't. You can't change the will. So by the time we get, so Isaac grows up, they get rid of, they have to kick Ishmael out because Ishmael is like, um, he's not just mocking Isaac, but he, there's like, there's some tension between Hagar and Sarah. Right. And then, you know, this is what the blended family kind of stuff, sometimes like step kids and they're, you know, so it's, there's some animosity there. And so Ishmael's not liking Isaac because Ishmael is not really the heir. He, but he grew up believing he was. He could be. Yeah. See, under that law, Abraham would have to recognize him as right. the rare. But it doesn't say right. that Abraham ever That's did. That's true. He, but he probably is thinking, I'm, I'm going to be the guy. I'm right. The guy. There's nobody else. So yeah. now here's a real guy. Here's the real guy, which no question is the guy. Yeah. So he's giving him a hard time. So um, about the time uh, Isaac's a toddler, he's, a, he's done breastfeeding, which is about three years old back yeah. then. So then that would be 16 or 17-year-old. He is hazing. Ishmael is hazing Isaac. And Sarah catches him. Mm-hmm. She said, like, you got to kick them out. And then God tells Abraham, yep, you do. You got to cast them out. And it says in uh, chapter 21 and a verse nine, it says, and Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had born unto Abraham mocking. And wherefore said unto Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son for the son of this bondwoman should not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. And God said to Abraham, let it not be grievous in your sight because of the lad, because of the bondswoman. And in all that Sarah said, hearken unto her voice. So this time he says, do what Sarah said. For in Isaac, the seed shall be called. Now, so here's, she's kind of redeeming herself. She, but this is her problem. She started this Ishmael problem. Mm-hmm. And now she doesn't That's like right. it. It's her she mess. says, get rid of him. And yeah. God said, do what Sarah said. Yeah. And he, you got to cast him out. And it was it was it was grievous to him, but 
because I, and you'll see here in a minute that Isaac had to be the only son. Mm-hmm. So they cast him out. He's not a, he's not a son to Abraham anymore. He's not, yes, he's born to him, but he doesn't get any rights at all. He's a bastard. Mm-hmm. If you ever watch Game of Thrones. Oh, right? yeah. Yep. Was, there was like a, the War of the Bastards, one of those That's episodes. Right. I don't know. Anyway, right, so are you following this? I'm with you. Yeah. And you can imagine, like, put yourself in, these, in, the, in their shoes. Like, I mean, yeah. this is, it's one thing to read it, but, like, to think, like, the emotional attachment and the relationships and all that stuff. I mean, this is just some messy yeah, stuff. Yeah, man. I'm man. Only, we've had the messy puppy. Stuff. We've had the puppy for, like, two months, and I'm emotionally attached to him. Right. Like, right. I miss him when we're gone. We went to Tampa last week. I was two days. I was like, oh, my gosh. Right. Like, I think about was seeing the puppy in his tail wagon. And I'm like, it's just a puppy. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? But you can imagine, like, it was your own son. Right. Even though it was with a different woman than his wife, mm-hmm. but I'm sure he still looked at her, you know Hagar as you know, yeah, family. Sure. It's the mother of his child, right? Yeah. So Isaac then is left as the the sole heir once the that only the, right, and that's the only, that the only son, the only begotten son, mm-hmm. which is interesting because you'll see this language in a minute. Because who else was the only that language is? Who's it sound like we're talking? It sounds about? familiar. Yeah. Okay, so and then chapter 22, and we'll hit this. Um, it says, and it came to pass that after these things, so, oh, I'll just say this. So he kicks out um, Ishmael and Hagar, and God takes care of them. Right. Which yeah. clearly they're blessed. Yeah, because they go out from the wilderness. And, and like, they start 12 nations. That's yeah. all the Arab nations. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, I will say this, that um, it was a strain on his relationship with Sarah, though. Okay. Because he said it was grievous, and you'll see that here, and, and then the strain gets even greater. Yeah. So much so that after this next episode, they never live with each other again. Hmm. They move into completely different towns. Wow. I which most people, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. Uh, but no. Yeah. So yeah, I want you to understand that, that when you have to, when you believe God, and you never shift trust, and other people don't go along, you cannot, if you want to, you know, you're going to be the covenant guy and you're going to get all the promises and you're going to be faithful and loyal. It's, do you ever see John Wick 3? No, but that's on my list. I need to watch. Yeah, it's a one, two, three. and three, but John Wick 3 is the, it's the covenant. They have covenant markers and their whole thing is I will serve. I will be of service. They have to give fealty. They got it right. It's to when they, yeah. when, the, and it's a, it's a, you know, it's a mob organization. Right. You know, the high table is there, but you present, you you know, once you make covenant with the high table, even though it's the evil side of the covenant, they, they all keep, remember, it's man's covenant anyway. Right. They all keep it. No matter how much it costs you, cut my finger off, you got to kill the wife, whatever. I mean, you know, you you made the deal. Yeah. And I, I don't want, but this was man's covenant and God had to go, and I'll show you why all this stuff had to happen. It's like God didn't make it up, man did. Right. He's following our laws, meeting us where we're at. Because remember last week we saw that Satan was, what was he doing? He's prosecuting. Prosecuting attorney. So we have to, so everything God does is legal, but we had to use, so that's why this is coming up. I'm setting the stage here because there's a lot of misunderstanding about this Isaac and Abraham. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely there is. And and that this, you know, when you don't understand it, you think God's a nutbag. He's a psychopath. And then why would you worship him? They go through all this, takes them 25 years to get this one son, kick everybody out. Now I got the son. And then God asks him this. Chapter 22 and verse 1, it came to pass after these things that God did tempt, or it says in the Hebrew, he proved, needed judicial evidence of Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, behold am I, he said, take now thine son, thine only son Isaac, to whom thou lovest, 
and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there of a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I'll tell you of. Now, everywhere else in the Bible, he says, we do not do any human sacrifice at all, mm-hmm. ever. This would be like, this is Abraham's test of faith. No, cutting himself with the flint knife was faith. That's why he got the Isaac's the promise. And a lot of us think that God will take the promise away from us because of this story. He mm. did, Abraham took all that time, 75, then 86, and then finally 99, cuts himself the flint knife. He's 100 years old, so that's 25 years. He finally gets the promise. And this is when Isaac is like between 30 and 40 years old. He's about 33 years old. Who else was 33 when they... Mm, yeah, I don't know. So I'll just leave that like. Mm, okay. So, uh, yeah. um, so, and they take him up, and he's like, "What?" Now, I want to stop here for a second, where it says that God did tempt Abraham, because they people are like, see, God's tempting him, and it sounds like it's evil, but no, it's it's really the word a say. Mm-hmm. And and over in Deuteronomy eight two, I want to look at that real quick. So you should get it pretty fast on there. You can click on that pretty quick. Yeah, I'm cheating today. E-sword. I got my e-sword up yeah. on my phone. No, listen, I do it too. 32, it's super fast. 8-2. Uh, no, Deuteronomy 8-2. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. Now, these are the children of Israel after Yule Brenner, you know, went right. down, blah, 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 and Charlton Heston took them out and had the 15, 10, 10 commandments. Where would see all that 40 years later. Now you remember that I led these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee. That's that same word. Right. That's right. It is. Yeah. Prove thee. And why? Why is he proving them? To know what's in your heart. Oh, to, why? Whether. Whether you would keep my, com- or keep his commandments which is, or not. His, his, his spoken word. Right. So I, what I tell you to do or not when you, I, right. I need to know. Now, why does he need to have that proof? Prove you. Right, a say, proved it. Well, because it, if you're being prosecuted for a crime, there has to be evidence to support your guilt or innocence. So Correct. you want to have that on the... He's got to know what's in your heart. And remember, everybody has what kind of uh, choice? Free, free will. Free will choice. Yeah, free will. Can't take it from you. Satan can't take it from you. Your wife can't take yours. Your husband can't take yours. Your mom and dad can't take it from you. Saddam Hussein couldn't take it from you. It's your choice. Nobody could take it from you. He's got to let it, the process play out, and you have to be able to make your choice. He 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 knows what choice you're going to make. The same way I know that the puppy is going to chew on the curtains if I let him. Right. If I put the curtains out there and and just let him, and there's your choice, puppy. You could choose curtains or not. I know what he's choosing, but I have to write. This is what guys. I got to let you go do it so that we have judicial evidence. Right. Now, what God is doing here in Genesis 22 is calling in a covenant marker. The covenant is reciprocal. Remember, everything that I have is yours. Everything you have is mine. Right. In Luke 6, we know it says this, forgive and it shall be. Forgiven. Right. Uh, give and it shall be. Be given. Are you following this? I'm with you. Right. Yeah. In Psalm, uh, it says it also in Psalm 18. The merciful will be shown mercy. Mm-hmm. Right. The righteous will be given right. Uh, the equitable mm-hmm. get equity. The froward Get froward. Right. Froward means perverseness. Right. So if you're perverse, that's what you get back. Yeah. Whatever you put in it, and God needs to remember what was the whole thing that God promised way back in the garden after Adam ate the fruit salad. What was the promise? Was the seed, seed would come would come and get everybody back. Yeah. He's got to legally get Jesus here. Now he has to give this seed to somebody. This is why he's looking for a covenant person. This is why he's looking for Abraham. He needs somebody to give the seed to. So God needs somebody 
to give them your only son whom you love so that I can give you my only son, Jesus, whom I love. Hmm. And that's what this whole story is about. God's calling in a covenant marker. He has to have somebody give them their only son so that he could give that person his only son. Listen, Jesus, yes, he came for the world, but he was given to Abraham. Mm -hmm. Is there evidence that he knew this was coming? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Please continue. Yes. That's such a great question. So this wasn't just like he he just was blindly doing this. He, He was told just in... He's no. just following orders. If you listen to the power and the presence, Abraham is the what kind of, he's not the servant of God, but he's the what? Well, he's called a prophet, right? Uh, no, he's called the friend. He's not the prophet. He's the friend no? of God. Friend of God. Okay. Friend of God. Okay. He's always the friend of God. Friend of God. Abraham, friend of God. I'm the God, I'm God, Abraham's friend. Power and the presence, right? Remember, servant was Moses was a servant. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And he yeah, became a friend, but Abraham was always called the friend. Right. Right. Now, Abraham called himself the servant, but so with the friend, remember this, that friends tell each other plans servants only get the command uh, that's right so if you work for if you're my employee and i tell you take out the trash you don't need to know when the trash is coming right what the vendor is that you know is it waste management that's coming when you know where they don't know i don't need to tell you all the plans and why we're taking it you just need to get the command take out the trash but because i know that abraham is the friend remember he said would i withhold from him what i do in sodom and gomorrah no i can't do that i know he's going to teach his kids Mm. That was bef- that was when before Sarah was even pregnant, right? She was still laughing at him. So I'm, sh- and not only I have New Testament scripture to back it up, but as Abraham's going up this hill with him, Isaac is like, "Hey, here's the wood, and here's the stuff. I where was it? And uh, what? What? He, don't we have to have something to sacrifice? Yeah, uh, Dad, we 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 uh, forget to bring something, right? And <laughs> Abraham tells him, um, "Don't worry, man. The Lord." will provide himself a lamb. Now, who's the lamb? Capital L. It can only be lamb. one. Right, one the lamb person. of God. Right. And then uh, is it, Then he puts him up there. On, he ties Isaac up, and he's on it, and then he's bringing the knife down, and then the angel says, stop. And you guys can read this story on your own. Yeah. In 22, stop. And he does, and he says, don't lay your hand on the boy. And that's in verse 12 of 22. Come out of heaven. Stop. I neither now, you don't have to do anything to him because I know now that you fear God. Remember, fearing God is that you hate evil. Mm -hmm. I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld thine son, thine only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and there was behold a ram. The angel says, stop. So here they come, they tie him up. And and Isaac is like, he's a full grown man. He's 33. He knows what's going on. Everybody makes it in Sunday school like he's a little kid. Well, I mean, if you're a hundred and something years old and your son's 30, you're going to be you like, yeah, come on, come on, kid. I, I still call like, my, yeah. Yeah, they're, lad, they're adults. Well, I call <laughs> my kids, hey, what's up, kid? Right. So that's what happens. They take them up there. And I don't, again, you could read this and let God speak to you while you're reading this story. Right. But we get through all this. I want to show you the evidence because I laid out some pretty big claims here that, you know, Jesus was given to Abraham. Right. And did Abraham, is there evidence that Abraham knew what was happening or is he just blindly following? But if so, if he knows what the plan is and you trust God, that's how you could do this. Right. Because how you're not going to, listen, I blindly would not put any of my kids, let alone my only kid, up on the thing and stab them. Would you? No. Of course not. No. Which that's is why insane. I, wasn't, I wasn't picked to be Abraham. 
Right. We say that, but <laughs> if God laid it out for you, but we weren't at him either. So it's good. I'm not Abraham, yeah. but I'm just saying, if no. you have it all laid out, there's evidence and you do trust. And you trust. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. If you don't shift your trust. Right. So shoot over to uh, Hebrews 11. Now, this is the faith hall of fame of faith chapter. Remember, faith is fealty, it's loyalty, right. it's faithfulness, it's a track record. And in verse um, 17, it's so by faith, Abraham, when he was tried or proved, offered up Isaac, and that he received the promises, offered up his only, what son? Begotten. Son. Of whom it was said, now here's the evidence that it was, that I just said that Jesus was given to Abraham. This is the verse that tells you that. Of whom it is said that in Isaac, thy seed shall be called. Now, Galatians 3, you ready there? You shooting there? Mm-hmm. Galatians 3. In verse 29, it says, And if you be Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed according to the promise. And shoot up. Now, that was it. So, who's else is it? Who's the seed now? Christ. And, and it's all of us it's because we us, believe yeah. in Christ. Yeah. But who is Abraham's seed? Now, in verse 16, Now, to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not unto seeds as of many, but unto one. And who is that seed which is? Christ, who was the promises made to Abraham and his seed, Christ. Right. And Isaac was offered up so that the seed would be called. That in Isaac, the seed is called. Who's the seed? Capital S. Yeah. Christ. Christ. That's why he was offered up so that God could give Jesus legally to a human here on the earth and buy us back. It's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Yeah, you almost get the image of like... Abraham and Isaac walking up one side of the hill and like God the Father and Jesus walking up the other. Other side, right. And it's and I'll show you that that did happen. That's what Abraham saw. He saw Christ being sacrificed the same exact time. It was two fathers and two sons up on that hill. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, how else would you do it? You couldn't do it. If it was just you going up there, you're a kook. But when the creator of the universe and his dad, the father, show up, because remember, Jesus was the master builder. Right, right. Boop, 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 right. So, and then look in verse 19 of Hebrews 11, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. So he's like, all right, you're going to raise Jesus up. You're going to raise Isaac up. Let's do this. Two dads and two sons, two only begotten sons. Mm. So I got to give you Isaac. You're giving me Jesus who the promises were made to Abraham and Christ and father gets Isaac. Right. So he's thinking and believing that even if this knife doesn't stop, if it finds its mark. Right, then we're all, it doesn't then, matter. It'll raise him up. He ra- he's going to raise him up. Yeah, just like he's going to raise Jesus up. Yeah. Why would he think that? Because he saw, and we'll see here in a minute, even Jesus said he saw it. Yeah. From whence he also received him in a figure, or the word is image. Like a, like a vision? Uh, no. No? What this is, is uh, CNN was up on that hill with him, or HNN, uh. Heavenly News Network. <laughs> filming this whole thing. And the reason it was captured in that image because at the great white throne judgment, Satan's going to be like, nope, all Adam gave it to me. He it's sinned, all mine. it's all yep. mine. And all yep. of these people have to go into the lake of fire with me. And you have no, that's totally illegal. And God's going to say, bring out the tape. 
or the DVD. Exhibit A. Right, or the MP4. <laughs> Whatever, and yeah, they're going to play the movie of Abraham bringing it down and the angel saying, stop, we got it, that's a wrap. And that's the evidence. Yeah. And be like, nope, see, he gave me his only begotten son, so, who, right? And then John 3, 16, my, mm. the, the, uh, right, the only begotten son. Mm-hmm. It's the son for a son, only begotten for only begotten. You found this? Mm-hmm. Captured in an image. They ca- they got the video of it for evidence. Right. Which will come out at the end, the great white throne judgment. And what's interesting, too, is that clearly they're measuring his intention. Correct. It wasn't like, okay, I tied him up. He's on the he's on no, the thing. No, the knife had to be All coming down. Right, here you down. go. He's, here's and your, listen. It was like literally. If Abraham was, was not f- completely trusting and he wasn't listening and Johnny on the spot with the obedience, that knife would have got thrust straight through because they're waiting until it comes down. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. It's like watching Tiger Woods. If like you see him like start a swing and like something's off, he's, he's that good like literally on the way down where everybody else would like hit a shank. He'll just. Like stop. it was that kind of reflex right. where it's like it's just stop. But he heard right somebody before. just say stop. Merp. Yeah. 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 Good thing too. Now in John eight and fifty six, John chapter eight and fifty six, this is Jesus talking. Well, let's back up to fifty four because he calls these Pharisees a bunch of liars, and that's always fun. Where are we? Jesus. John eight. John eight. Let's go with fifty four. And Jesus said, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It's my father that honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say that I don't know him, I would be a liar, just like you. (laughs) But I do know him, and I keep his sayings, his rhema. And your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it, and he was glad. And the Jew said, you're not even 50 years old. How did Abraham see you? And he said, verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. And they took up stones to kill him. Yeah, I bet. So Abraham saw Jesus on the cross out of Jesus' own mouth. They're like, how is that even possible? He said, before Abraham was, I, I am. I'm the self-existing one. And so so here you see, we piece all these together again with my investigative mind, right? Right. People call it hyperlink theology, whatever. They all match together. It's all pieces, threads of this investigation where you see that this is the covenant. I have to get the seed here from you know Adam and Eve eating the fruit salad. Job's not the guy. Noah's good, but you know he you know that's only good for yeah. his generation. Job, nope, he didn't teach his kids. He's just covering for him. I finally found a guy, Abraham. I have to work with him for twenty five years. We got to get the mistakes out of the way. This is good news for everybody. You could still be in the covenant and make mistakes. It's your intentions that count. You keep believing God, right? And you give trust and you get rid of your mistakes. Yes, you pay a price for those mistakes. But better late than never. Better late than never. It's not the end of it, right? And then they keep working through this process until Isaac is 33 years old, and then God calls in his covenant marker. He's got to know that it's in his heart. Unless you could say, yeah, well, he could tell Satan, listen, Abraham would give it to me. And Satan would be like, oh, yeah, you're right. Was that what Satan would do? As the prosecutor? No. He's like, yo, you got to show me evidence that he would give you. Like, you gave Jesus illegally to Abraham. He can't even be here. All these people are going to hell with me. No, bring out the tape. Mm-hmm. And here comes the knife coming down as Isaac's laid out on the thing. Stop, we got it, boom. And then uh, now we can have redemption mm-hmm. because of what Abraham did with Isaac. Yeah. And also what he did with Ishmael. He had to kick Ishmael out. It had to be his only begotten son. And now you saw the evidence. He knew it. He saw the day. 
He knew that if he if he if he did throw the throw the knife through his heart, that God would raise him up, just like he's raising Jesus up, his right. only son. Right. He sees all that. He knows it's all coming. The plans have been shared. He's a friend of God. Remember? He's the only friend of God. At that time. At that time. The only one. Like nobody else knows his plan. No. No. Because yeah. he found a guy. And he, he yeah. dated him for like, you know, ten years. Right. And then I, you know, he gets off track with Ishmael, and then he said, hey, you better straighten up and fly right, boy. I thought we had a covenant thing going here. Yeah. Right? And then now you're going to have to cut yourself. I mean, maybe that was God's way of getting him back. I don't know. I mean, he has a sense of humor. He does have a sense of humor. <laughs> but Abraham cut himself at 99 years old. That was, yeah. you know, and then. So look, here's the thing, a never-shifting trust. No matter what it looks like. And then go to be a friend of God. Grow, go to him. He'll show you the plans. If you grow into that, you know, full sonship and that friendship where you're not just taking commands and go, mm-hmm. it takes you once. This is people, even the people that do get Rhema, a lot of them, they'll hear it, their conscience, but they're not spending any time with God. What kind of friendship is that? Yeah. Yeah. You're like a servant. You're like an employee. You tell me what to do. And I get my marching orders in the morning, then I go do it. But if we're running together and we're friends, we get to share the plans. Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. What's the long range goal? You know, what's, you know, all the ins and outs. And that's right. what the fun is. Yeah. This is where Abraham was. Because none of this was blind and in a vacuum. And that's, unfortunately, that's how it's taught and how it's presented. Oh, my goodness. And it's just, he's just this kind of like blind servant, just doesn't know what he's fumbling around and just, like, like, said, like, like Forrest Gump, just doesn't, know, doesn't really have the awareness. He's just kind of doing what he's told. And to see the real context of the story and how it is cool, how it's told a couple of different ways. You know, there's a part of it in Hebrews and Jesus tells a part of it. And, and, and John. A huge, a huge part, a huge reveal. He saw my day and was glad. Right, glad, yeah. I mean, and he saw this big, Like, what, what day is he talking about? Gee, I don't know, maybe when what he day? defeats death. Yeah, that day. <laughs> yeah, what other day would it be? Right, and you match it up with Galatians where Christ yeah. is the seed and the promises between, you know, Christ yeah. and Abraham. I mean, and also in Galatians huge. it says that it was God and Christ that were walking that walk. Right. In Galatians. So you match that up. So just Genesis 22, for all you guys want to study this out. Look at Genesis 22, Galatians 3, Hebrews 11, and John 8, 54 yeah. to the end of the chapter. It all links to those and all, chapters right, you of the story. link all those things together. Yeah. So you mentioned that there was some fallout for Abraham. Oh, Real yeah. quick, kind of, I mean, because well, this, this is the, his kind of shining moment here. And, and really, and again, this is, this little ritual they did was kind of like a, it wasn't part of the covenant right it was an addition to as you said a covenant marker but it did have ramifications in his personal life soon after yeah it just they just never lived together again it says sarah lived in one place and he lived in the other and then she died and in verse 23 and sarah was 170 or 107 and 20 years old so 127 yeah and these are the years of sarah's life and sarah died in kirjath arba the same as in Hebron. But where Abraham was, it says, <laughs> back up into the chapter before, it says that Abraham dwelt in Beersheba in verse 19 of 22. So Abraham returned with his young man and rose up together to Beersheba, and Abraham dwelt in Beersheba. But Sarah, she died in Kirjath Arba. So they're not even living in the same town. Yeah. So, kind of some bitterness there at the end. They were never together after that. Yeah. But the bigger picture is that 
you know, he served his purpose and in, in starting the covenant and in giving, literally going all in. For the first time ever on earth, somebody went, somebody all, went all in, in. with God. Right. And no matter so God what, could go along with man. Right. And even at whatever, I mean, you know, whether his wife went with him or not. Yeah. Even his son, he had to like take him up there. His son was just being obedient to his, I mean, for Isaac as a 33-year-old to go up there. And, you yeah. Know, yeah. Or whatever, 20, you know, whatever it was. How old, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but. It's no. some crazy stuff. It, well, it's a it's when when uncovered in the yeah. right context, it's very powerful. And um, yeah, it's uh, one of those things where, man, I'm 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 not you know all kidding aside. I'm I'm glad I wasn't Abraham. I don't no, know me if I too, man. That, I man. said that the first For time real. I thought this. I couldn't do it. I'm, I'm, that's yeah. why I think that's why God didn't pick me. Yeah, I used to say that when I was on like. You know, Nancy Pelosi's detail and Hillary's detail. People are like, well, I could just never do that. I'm like, that's why God didn't pick you and he picked me to do it. Right. Same thing with Abraham. That's why he didn't pick Job. He picked Abraham. Abraham's that guy. He was the guy to do that, you know. And why does God pick everybody, anybody to do anything? And because they're, and you could, we did this one time at the clock. You know, why did he pick Joseph? Why did he pick Dave? Why did he pick Mary to be the virgin? Because she was like, she was like, okay, whatever you're, whatever you want to do to me, do it. Yeah. You know, think about her. She's 16 years old right. and engaged to this 30 year old dude. And, you know, and then she comes up pregnant. He's a good guy. So he's just going to like kind of sweep it under the cub because rug because, you know, figured she got pregnant at youth group. We right. know that would never happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. And she was on her way to a university in Virginia. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, ouch. Shots fired. Yeah. No, I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So that's crazy, but it was. That you know, and then if you want to understand the covenant, that's why we had to have the virgin birth because that's one yeah. of the steps was mixing man's blood with God's. We had to mix our blood together. That's so when you cut the blood covenant was you would cut and mix hands and mix blood. Right. That was the virgin birth is for that to happen. All those things had to happen legally for us to be God to open up the book of life at the white throne judgment and say, mm-hmm. "No, they're mine. They're mine." And Jesus yeah. would be like, "Nope, those are all mine. I paid for them. Yeah, they're coming with me. They're with me. Yeah." Hmm. I, but this plan unfolds over we see uh, over six thousand years, right? right. F- took two thousand years to get to Abraham, you know, another <laughs> two thousand years to get Jesus here, and then the last two thousand years since Jesus has been here, and now we're coming to that last day when Jesus is going to rule and reign as mm-hmm. a coming king. Yeah, super exciting, That's man. Pretty awesome. And this yeah. is why we could keep faith and loyalty and fealty, yeah. and it's not just like, oh, I'm a man of faith, is like it's my religious philosophy. Yeah. Know, that I go to church on Sunday or whatever, you know, that I'm a believer. No, because you could be a quote, quote, believer and a Christian, you know, born again, say whatever terminology you want to, and not have faith. Right. And not be, have loyalty towards God and fealty and and that never shifting trust. And, and at the same time, because of all that, not be a friend of God. Right. You won't be. Yeah. There's no way you can. Yeah. Unless you have never shifting trust. Yeah. And you can't have, your trust will shift because you don't know them. And that's why this is the same thing. That's why doubt comes because you don't know them. That's why doubt was placed in Eve Mm because she didn't know God the way Adam knew God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Has God said, don't, you know, eat of it? Well, we're not even supposed to touch it. Who told you that? Right. Sarah, God's keeping me from having the, keeping me from bearing children. No. No. But anyway, so yeah, never shifting trust, man. Yeah, never shifting. I think trust. that's the the one theme I'll, I know I'll take away from the story personally. Yeah, is is that so? 
Man, well, thank you for, uh, yeah. Hey, look at yeah, that. Right on time. Man. We're, under, we're under an hour. Hope you all enjoyed that discussion and that, uh, laying out that story. If you have any questions, uh, please hit us up at logosuncovered at gmail.com. And, uh, that'll do it for, uh, for us today. For, for, uh, Andrew Whitman, I'm Doug Brown signing off saying, see you next time.